The 444th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN and use promo code SGPN for a first deposit match of up to $100. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And finally, we're brought to you by us. That's right. The ML- MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. To celebrate, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Just head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all the details. Four 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 of the MMA gambling podcast. Four is an unlucky number in Chinese. I mean, because it, it sounds like death. So we really for this should be a very unlucky episode. Do not follow any of our picks. But luckily, the event we are speaking of is not in China, so we're okay. We're not going to die, die, die. Um, thanks for coming to the show. I'm your host, Jeff Chalks Fox, the chalky half. Apparently, I don't know if I still am or not. We'll see. This episode. Uh, this episode is dedicated to. All the all the people who give out full size chocolate bars on Halloween, they are the true <laughs> heroes, the true heroes, and we salute you. Um, we're not talking. Well, we'll probably talk about Halloween a bit. See how much candy gum you stole from his uh, from his uh, little little ones at home. But no, we're gonna we got UFC finally is back again after it seems like forever. It was just a week, but UFC's back with a fight night in Brazil. We're gonna cover the prelims here for you tomorrow we will be covering the main card um not just in your ears but in your eye holes thank you for everyone who has has already subscribed and are watching us on youtube you will see i have a dreamy-eyed person sitting beside me on my screen at least not in real life sadly and that would be my co-host daniel gumby freeland and he has a hat that he's going to explain to us too hello oh yeah we got uh today we got this is the same team as i had a couple of weeks ago when i had the uh augusta green jackets but they had a night yep. where they they rebranded as well, similar to the 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 Giants one that I had the other day. And they were the Pavo Seviados, which stands for the Wild Turkeys. Uh, so for a, a game, they were the Augusta Wild Turkeys, and so this is the Wild Turkey hat. <laughs> Anything to get some more money out of you people, right? It looks it looks dope and the color, <laughs> right? They're they're like a green team, and all of a sudden we got bright orange and baby blue right on you got lots of wild turkeys around these parts you have wild turkeys in your oh, neck of the woods? oh yeah. yeah yeah there's usually like 10 to 15 walking through my front yard all the time yes yeah they travel in packs and they're crazy um how much candy did you steal from your children dan lots of no, candy no no candy uh i just went out and bought myself candy especially because like the candy i like <laughs> is not the candy they give kids you know i like uh i'm gonna be a, a real this is gonna sound weird i like candy corn uh, which I know Ugh, candy corn is the worst. <laughs> they don't give out. No one likes candy corn. I like I like hot to- <clears throat> is hot tamales a thing you have in Canada? Oh, of course, hot tamales are great. Mike and yeah, I hot okay. tamales. Okay, hot tamales are good. Yeah, and uh, and then I also like uh, like Heath bars. They don't give kids Heath bars yep. anymore. So I like- saw. I just saw Heath bar in their Halloween loot right now. My son really got a, a small, he, a he, tiny, tiny one. Yeah, and, and so if there were a whole bunch of tiny ones, I'd probably take all those because it would just like stick in their teeth and they wouldn't know what to do with it because yeah. they're little. Uh, but yeah, no, they don't. They don't get. It's just like all Snickers and like Hershey bars now. So uh, I just I yeah. go get myself some some 
hot tamales. That's because Gumby wins money. He makes <laughs> money. He's an earner. He doesn't have to go beg for candy at people's houses. He uh he hits a bunch of winning picks. So so that's that's the key there. Um for the Gumby man. Um, anything else to discuss before we jump into this card? We had a last minute replacement jump in here. Someone I probably should remember from contender series, but I realize I don't, there's a it bunch took, of people from contender series. I don't remember that are on this card, which it is took crazy. me low key a second to remember him from contender series. Cause even I was like, Oh, I remember that name. And then I asked myself, did he like pull out of the contender series fight? And then I just went back and watched. I was like, Oh, the fight was kind of a memorable, um, because it, he was the one who won by knee bar, right? And then uh, that, that's yeah. what we're talking about. The guy who wins by knee bar and then, like, didn't look good in the rest of the fight. Really? I see him giving a guy a rear naked choke here. No, wasn't yep. it? In... He, he put he he put Dylan Mantello to sleep with a rear naked choke. So Gumby doesn't remember. Oh, was it? Was there a knee bar attempt early? Did he have a knee bar in the regional scene? Why do I want to say knee bar with this guy? Your lips were moving, but I didn't. Oh, no, 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 no. Knee bars. Far away. We're, we're, we're talking. We're talking about different people, I think. Oh, okay, good, good. I'm talking about the guy that yeah, just yeah. stepped in last minute. Yes, we're, I, we're talking about different people. Because there's okay. another guy who stepped in fairly last minute. Right, um, okay. Hugo, who yes, uh, hit yes, himself yes. in the bar. He so we're talking, about, yep. we're talking about different people. <laughs> we are. I don't remember any of them. Well, I kind of remember. I have to look at look at their face and like, okay, I think I remember that guy. But it doesn't matter. I, I still... Um, tend to hit my picks whether i know these people or not so um thoughts on this here fight card first of all we're lucky Derek lewis was released from from jail and, and was able to make it to brazil H have we heard if he's in brazil yet i, I think he is <clears throat> i saw a couple of interviews that came out with him lately yeah. and and i'll just say this too like yeah we are lucky because it saves the fight for jailton but i feel like that's really <laughs> yeah. the only way we're lucky right like <clears throat> at the end of the day curtis blades would have been a way better fight here yeah for sure um but if you if you're driving a Lamborghini, you have to go 136 miles an hour. What like what do they expect from you, right? I mean, I don't know the rules surrounding that. Uh, what did you, what did you say? Yeah. <laughs> but does he have a Lamborghini? He probably does. He's he's made a lot of money with the UFC because he's a company man, which he's showing this week. He's filling in in uh, his opponent's native land at last minute, so I'm sure he's being compensated for that. I don't. I don't know that he has one. <laughs> yeah. He, he sort of feels like the guy who would somehow have access to one without owning one, doesn't he? <laughs> he may be. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there's a lot. He, he claimed it wasn't him anyway. So there, there's a bunch of people that look like him in uh, in Texas. <laughs> Big, huge, massive uh, beast like he is. Um, all right. We're going to 13 fight card. Uh, nothing fell. Well, some fights fell through but nothing fell off the card we we had replacements as we were speaking so um we we're going to talk about all the prelim fights uh, a lot of newcomers stuff like that so um some you like as we said you'll know from the contender series some you will not gumby will fill us in for the ones that you do not if you don't want to do the actual research i actually watched some film what do you think of that on some fighters ah, this week it's crazy it's, right it's sometimes a good sign when you do that yep crazy i don't know i i should keep track of whether i'm better when i do that or not but, <laughs> but probably not uh, i'm pretty good just going off resumes but you know what else is pretty good prize picks are pretty good because they are now sponsoring us again the good people at prize picks with the basketball season here you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues for example lebron james and travis kelsey at 10 and a half combo of three pointers made and receptions. So if James and Kelsey get 
10 and a half threes and receptions made, boom, you, you, you would win for an, an, an example. So that sounds pretty fun to me. Plus price picks even offers a reboot policy. So let your entries stay in play. Even if one of your players gets injured for fo- football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Price picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an insurance in, uh, sorry, injury insurance policy. Um, I usually ask you for winning plays. Do you have a price picks winning play, Dan? Yeah, have I'd like uh, any, of the, any of the plays you do. Yeah, yeah. I I just say, you know, if, if we're looking for higher thans uh on some of these basketball players, I'm uh I'm in on the higher than, and I think I've given this one away because I'm a homer on it. Uh Demonis Sabonis on the boards. Uh, because I've been seeing 12 and a half as the higher than or lower than on Demonis Sabonis. And he's he's coming back off back-to-back games with 18 and 15. So give me some of that Demonis Sabonis love. And he went to Gonzaga. So uh, And he went to Gonzaga, obviously. Uh, (laughs) All right, here's what you all have to do. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's prizepicks.com SGPN. And the code is SGPN. Price Picks Daily Fantasy Sports made easy. And we're finally for this part. Brought to you by, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see we're brought to you by us, the SGPN MMA Gambling Show. Because the uh, MMA Gambling Podcast, that would be us, just launched our YouTube channel. In honor, we are giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie to one lucky winner. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie, H-O-O-D-I-E to submit your entry today and make sure to subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. Boom. Did You made faces off the uh, start. You didn't know the thing about four and die in China. I didn't. Uh, I thought well, you were going to make... I thought you were going to make a really lame uh, Vayumurir uh, joke since we were oh, going to Brazil uh, and they all chant yes, die anyway. Yes. Yep. Nope. This is different. Uh, die, I think it's like, it's it's, spot, it's S-I. So maybe C is how you say four and it's exact same as die. So it is an unlucky number. People avoid the number four, but we're not going to avoid it. We're, we're going to embrace four, four, four. And we're going to embrace UFC Fight Night. Almeida versus Lewis this coming Saturday. The 4th, again, another 4. November the 4th. 6 p.m. prelim start time. I think 9 was the main card, I believe. But we're just dealing with the prelims today. It is on ESPN+. Plus. It is in the Ibrapura Gymnasium, Sao Paulo, Brazil. 13 fights. We're going to go the first about half. I, I Seven fights today. I believe we're kicking off with the curtain jerker lightweights cow. Actually, I've watched his fights. This is one of the guys I watched. It's I think it's Cowie. Is it not Cowie, Cowie. Fernandez? Yeah. Cowie. Cowie. Yes. Cowie. Cause there is an accent. Cowie Fernandez versus Mark D. Casey. So we've got some Brazil versus some England action to kick things off uh, at lightweight Fernandez eight and one four knockouts, two submissions. He has never been finishing a fight. This is his UFC debut. He's won two straight fights, both via knockout. He's not lost since July of 2021. He's a regional champion, two years younger than DKC, plus 140. DKC, 16 and 7. Doesn't he have a nickname? Wasn't it like Bone Crusher? Or Bone something? Crusher. Yeah, yeah. Is it not yeah. on there anymore? No. Or or I just overlooked it. Yes. Bone Crusher, DKC, 16 <laughs> and 7. He, he actually, when's the last time he actually crushed some bones? Oh, for real. It's been about a while. A minute. It's about a minute. Yeah. <laughs> 16 and 7, six knockouts, one submission. He's been submitted three times. Seven and seven in the UFC. He's lost two straight. Before that, he won two straight. I remember us thinking when he had won two straight, oh, he's he's 
looking different. He's turned the corner here, but no, now he's lost two straight. Did lose his last fight via submission. Malta Region Championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. Or get the shirt I'm wearing right now. Tuesday Night Miracles with the Gumby on it. Um, 2013 Pro MMA debut for DKC. He's an inch taller than Fernandez. Minus 139. My household, my uh, childhood house number, 139. Okay, go ahead. All right. Uh, I'll kick off the show here with a favorite. I'm going to take Mark DKC. Uh, I know that the knockout power is there for Kawi Fernandez. He looks like if you've watched his LFA fights, especially his last two, the last head kick, which I I want to say came in 15 seconds, something like that. Devastating. Like it was freaking devastating. It was violent. He even pulled up on the punch after he hit the knockout. Like he was going to follow it up with some shots. And was like, nah, I better not. That dude is out. Like his knockout power is very clear. The problem is if you go back to his last loss, which was only three fights ago. If you go back to his last loss, uh, he, he was exhausted. Um, he, he looks so tired in the second round because he does throw really freaking hard. I don't think that his wrestling defense is up to snuff. And when you look at you remember, you just said, we really liked Mark Casey after that two fight winning streak. We said, look, it looks like he's turned a corner. It looks like he's a better version of himself. What was the reason? It was his wrestling. It was all of a sudden he was in tune with his wrestling skills, which are low key, not bad. I'm not just talking like not bad for a British dude. I'm talking like not bad period. Like he's actually got good wrestling. He had 11 takedowns in one fight, eight in another. I mean, the reason he got caught against Joel Alvarez is because he kind of went for another takedown and got guillotined there. So like he's committed to the wrestling game and against the guy who gasses, I'll take the experienced veteran here with the wrestling game against the guy who gets tired and only has a knockout shot. Well, that makes me feel a little less comfortable about picking the newcomer with the knockout shot, uh, Fernandez. Um, and yeah, this like is you the said, problem is... that this is the problem that happens when you watch film. You watch film, you're exactly. like, Damn. oh, I fall in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> that it, it, his head kick was like it was like a um, close quarters type head kick too. Uh, it was hidden. It, it was like, like you didn't yeah. even see it coming. Yeah. So I I will roll a dice on on a uh, on a newcomer with some uh, well not just some power but with really good power. Obviously, Gumby laid out the issues there. Um, the wrestling is going to be the issue if DKC leans on his wrestling as he should. So we'll see. This is a, uh, I was going to ask you up top. Is this a very chalky card for you too, or am I overlooking people here? Um, I've got some, I've got some dogs. I like, I've got some All dogs. Right. I like you're going to see some, well, some of them are going to make you, make you think, what is he doing? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. You're, you're gonna see, do. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're going to see plenty of that. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. I got a dog already. You do not. So let's move on. We're going down and over to the female side. We're going down to women's strawweight. Montserrat Conejo Ruiz, one of Gumby's gals, because she, what was that? Plus, what did you hear? 300. 400? <laughs> 300. 400? 300. I think it was, I think it was fighting Eduarda Moira, who you may remember from this season of Contender Series, or you might be like me and you not remember anything. Let's uh, tell you about Ruiz first. Conejo means rabbit. That is her nickname. She's 10 and 3. Three knockouts, two submissions. She's been knocked out twice. One and two in the UFC. Uh, she's lost two straight, both via TKO. Has not won a fight since March of 2021. So getting up there now. Uh, one and one in Evicta. Used to fight up at Flyweight. She, as well, has multiple regional championships on her. Mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. Sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store. Uh, where is? And uh, she has been outstruck in the UFC by 3.42 strikes per minute. So that kind of explains her uh, one and two record. And she's at plus 420. 
Moira, her nickname, Rhonda, of course, because everybody's named Rhonda nowadays. Brazilian with Rhonda, no Russian Rhonda. <laughs> yep, with, with no H, always with no H. Strange how that uh, works that way. All right, uh, she is 9-0, three knockouts, five submissions. This is her debut after going 1-0 on Contender Series. Four straight wins via finish. She used to fight at flyweight as well. She as well has multiple regional championships on her. Mantle. Correct, get the shirt, sportsagainthepodcast.com slash store. Got to go fast because there's so many of these, it seems. Six inches taller, six inches of reach. And this is a straw weight. That's wild. And a year younger than Ruiz. Better striking stats, more active landing strikes, better grappling stats. This is all based off of one fight that Moira <laughs> had, though. Uh, in that fight, she outstruck her opponent by a strike in half a minute, and she did not get hit once. So that kind of pads your stats a bit. And she's at minus 500. Um, Moira is the pick here. I'm not going dog here. It'd be interesting if Gumby does because Ruiz is one of his, like I said, one of his uh special people that uh, he bets on. But half a half a foot of size at straw weight that's that's wild. Um, and not uh, Ruiz hasn't, hasn't looked good for almost going on three years now. So, uh, Moira is the pick here for me. What if you go back to that fight that Ruiz won for me? Uh, she didn't win it for yep. me, but she won, she won it. Uh, for no, everybody. it was for you. You want it for the people <laughs> for everybody uh, <laughs> um yeah if we go back to that fight that she won like what i said i liked about her and what i laid out about what i liked about her in that fight was she has good control she takes people down with the head and arm throws she holds people in like a modified scarf she looks for submissions there but she's got good control mora the the thing mora does best is control people is she takes people down she's huge she's a violent wrestler they're, you know they're calling her the female jelton because they trade to train together and like she, i would say it's deserving you know I, i'd like to see more of her striking because i like jelton striking and we'll talk about that later but like i'd like to see more of her striking before i start to make a comparison that large but like this is this is a gift wrap matchup for her they're, they're laying her up for all right there you go. Um, that is in Gumby is a Ruiz fan. So there you go. That, that means a lot. Him taking her um, here. Were you because because everything every every past episode, I just block out of my mind. Apparently, after we do it, were you a fan of Moira's performance in contender series? I obviously cannot remember. I think I wasn't as thrilled as people were like when she won, people were talking about her, like put the belt on her now, basically kind of deal. <laughs> and I was, yeah. I was like a little bit like, Hey, let's pump the brakes and see. No, I feel like this is like a theme when we talked about the regional MMA over the last week is like, yeah, I, I want to see them. Um, I, I want to see these grapple heavy guys strike a little bit. And I want to see a little yep. bit more out of them. I want to see some tests. I don't even think this is the test. That's going to tell me anything about Mara. Uh, But like, I, you know, I, I still need to see a little bit more from her. Um, to be as hyped as other people are. Yep. Makes sense. All right. We're going to stick with women's straw weights and we are going to go with Angela Hill versus Denise Gomes, who I am saying her name properly now, Denise uh, Hill, overkill Hill, 15 and 13 with five knockouts. She's been submitted twice. So pretty durable. 10 and 13 in the UFC over two stints, four and one Evicta and the champion there. Used to fight up at flyweight, inch height and inch reach on Go Gomes. Or it's Gomez, is it not? I'm saying Gomez, but I think she's Gomez, correct? I thought it was Denise Gomes. Okay, you're right. Yes, uh, now, that, now that you say the full name, you're right. Denise Gomes. Hill was on Ultimate Fighter as well. I forgot to put down a record there. Do you remember what a record was in Ultimate Fighter, Dan? You're a, a, a big fan of Ultimate Fighter. I think Owen won, if I'm not mistaken. Owen won I the Ultimate she, Fighter. I think she got That's knocked out with. in the first round. That's what we're going with. Uh, inch taller, inch reach on Gomez. Gomes. <laughs> better striking stats more active landing strikes and hill despite her uh poor record in the ufc she has outstruck her opponents uh by 0.49 strikes a minute plus 110 
Gomes, D is a nickname, D-E-E. She's 8-2 with six knockouts. She's been knocked out once. 2-1 in the UFC, won two straight fights, both via TKO. 1-0 contender series, 1-0 in Evicta. 14 years younger than Angela Hill. <laughs> uh, let's check out the stats for the age thing. Uh, if the fighter is five years younger or more than their opponent, 63% hit rate. So they're winning uh, even higher this year, 65%. So the youngsters are coming through this year. I don't have one for uh, someone 14 years younger. That's <laughs> a, quite a gap. Quite a gap. Uh, she's almost outstruck her UFC and contender series points by two strikes a minute. She's at plus 197. So she outstrikes her opponents by almost two strikes a minute. Better grappling stats than Hill, minus 121. Explain at this wacky line, Dan. Explain I approve, this. but explain. I don't think you're going to approve the way that I'm going to explain it to you're you. You're picking Angela Hill. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm picking Angela Hill. Uh, I think wow. Angela Hill is one of the best values on this card. Uh, I, I think, de- don't get me wrong, Denise Gomes hits like a truck. Now tell me who's knocked out Angela Hill. Now tell me who's put their hands on Angela Hill and knocked her out. And Nobody ever is put their hands on Angela Hill. And in addition to that, Let's talk about what's been problematic for Denise Gomes in her career. Because remember, only a few short fights ago, we were sort of off the Denise Gomes hype train, right? We were sort of, we went from being like, oh, you know, it's not so bad on Contender Series to suddenly being like, oh, wait a second. She got she got bodied up by Loma Lukbume. She got bodied up by Loma Lukbume and outpointed by her. And like, I'm not hating on Loma, but my point is, is that Angela Hill does some of the same things that Loma does. She gets in the clinch. She tries to land her strikes there. She wears on you. And if Denise Gomes couldn't hit Loma Lugbume in that amount of time and knock her out, I don't think she can knock out Angie. I think Angela Hill is going to dance around her. I think she, when she does get into the clinch, she's going to absolutely body her up against the cage. And I think you're going to see a veteran-ass performance out of Angela Hill and have her cash as a dog here. All right. All right. Obviously, I'm not taking Angela. I know you're no, not. I took your team. I love the line. You're just a power head this week. You just love all the power hitters. Power <laughs> and 14 years younger. Come on. Um, and fighting at home. Obviously, Gomes is the pick. Gumby gets crazy with his underdogs sometimes, but that's okay. Because once in a while, he hits them, and then everyone thinks he's so smart because he hit an underdog, right? That's right. This one won't be the that's craziest right. one. The, you know what? Can, got your close line. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, I was shocked when I saw that line because we have a lot of very large lines this week. But yeah, that one surprised me. Uh, what doesn't surprise me is uh, how great Hall of Fame bets are. You knew where I was transitioning. He put it up on the screen before <laughs> I even said it. Hall of Fame bets win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, of course, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizing tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and start and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app today. To craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays, download um, the bet or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame bets. I was distracted because my light turned off and I've been trying to fix it and Gummy caught me on camera trying to fix it. <laughs> as he, he cut back too early. All right, let's move on. Let's get away from these women's straw weights for a little while and go to men's light 
heavyweights Victor Petrino versus Modestus Bukoskis, who is a guest on Gumby's other podcast this week, Top Turtle MMA. It hasn't dropped yet, has it? I think by the time people are hearing this, it will. Okay. Yeah, I Listen think it'll probably drop, it, drop at the same time. <laughs> I love Bukoskis' uh, accent, so make sure you, it, it's a good accent even without the name that he has, but his name makes it even better. All right. Let's tell you about him first, Bukoskis. The Baltic Gladiator, 15-5, nine knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted once. Three and three in the UFC over two stints. However, he has won four straight fights. Before that, he lost three straight fights. Um, the last loss was back in September 2021. So, he, like I said, he's on a bit of a roll, four straight wins. Was the Cage Warriors champion as well. Uh, was a regional champ on top of that. So he has a mantle for sure. Used to fight down at middleweight, an inch height, inch reach on Petrino, seven years younger. He's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.67 strikes a minute, plus 185. No love for Bukoskis. Um, Petrino, a cow is his nickname, or I-C-A-O. Do you know anything about that, Gumby? What it means, how do you say it? No, okay. I don't. <laughs> I'm going to say a cow. 9-0, uh, six knockouts, one submission, 2-0 in the UFC, 1-0 contender series. One is last fight via submission. He's outstruck those three opponents, UFC and contender series, by 0.51 strikes a minute. Better grappling stats than Bukoskis, minus 200. Give me another dog, Gumby. Bukoskis is the pick. Petrino did not impress me, and his resume definitely does not impress me. Bukoskis is on a nice roll and way, way younger. Seven years is a uh, pretty huge gap. So give me the Baltic Gladiator. Ditto. I'll take uh, I'll take Bukoskis as well. Yeah, I mean, like, so the thing of, about this one is, to your point, Petrino... You know, it took a really long time to finish Marcin Procneo. He got tagged a little bit in that fight. You want to go back to his fight with Huffalo, uh, was it Boletto, who he fought on Contender Series? Like, he kind of had to tire Boletto out before he did anything uh, noteworthy in that fight. Not nah, they were trading bombs and stuff like that. But for a guy who's supposed to be this, like, big finisher, he, like, needed Boletto to, to tire out before he tagged him. And so Bukaskis is just, like, I mean, he's sharp everywhere is kind of the beauty of him. Like, he stuffed takedown attempts from Zach Ponga and dealt with Ponga in the, the center of the cage. He traded hands with Tyson Pedro. He's looked extremely good since being let go by the UFC. So, yeah, I, I like Bukoskis in this. And the fact that you can get him at 2-1 to one against a guy who's unproven against this level of talent, I, I mean, I got to just expect that this is like a, uh, a a hometown bias here on these lines. Was Bukoskis speaking to you while he was in his slump? I don't think so. I think you turned it around. Did you not? Or was he talking to you in the olden days? I may have been interviewing him all the way back then. I interviewed him uh, when he was in his first stint in the UFC, when he was in his yep. second stint in Cage Warriors, and now back to his second stint. He's he's a okay. he's a frequent guest. There you go. So you're not... Uh, we, we can't give Gumby all the credit, but I'm sure a lot of the credit goes to Gumby for uh, boosting his confidence. Just wanting to talk to him is his confidence booster enough. All right, we're going to drop down to welterweights. Elazio Zaleski Dos Santos versus Renat Fakhradinov. And I'm going to tell you about Zaleski Dos Santos first. Caparera is a nickname, 24 and 7, 14 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice, 10 and 3 in the UFC. He's won two straight fights and three of four. He's not lost since July of 2020. Regional champion, 2009 pro MMA debut. More active landing strikes than Fakhr Nidov. And he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.38 strikes a minute. He's at plus 285. Uh, Fakhr gladiator. It's a nickname. 21-1. and 1, 11 knockouts, six submissions. Never been finished in a fight. 3-0 in the UFC. He won his last fight via submission. He's won 20 straight fights. He's not lost in over a decade. He's not lost since June of 2013. Uh, regional champion 
used to fight at down uh sorry up at middleweight sambo champion as well inch height inch reach over zaleski dos santos five years younger he's outstruck his ufc opponents by almost two and a half strikes a minute 2.42 strikes a minute very impressive better grappling stats than zaleski dos santos minus 286 and i believe it's you it is me but before we get too deep into this fight can somebody just remind me why in the hell we let renat fakradina fight kevin lee because i was just looking at his i'm reminding him yeah, I'm reminded of his Kevin record as we're getting ready. And I was like, who sanctioned that? Who was like, that's a good idea. Um, no, the pick here is Renat Fakradinov. I like Elizu Zaleski Dos Santos. I always have. Uh, like, he's not going to stop these takedowns, right? Like, I, I don't feel like he is. Renat is good enough on his feet, but he's like suffocating on top. We saw him just like, you know, he bodied up Brian Battle really badly and made it so that Battle wasn't landing any of his big stuff. Zaleski's obviously like craftier and, and fancier, but he also throws a lot of kicks. I could see Renat, you know, catching a couple of those kicks, putting them on his ass and, and making him work from there. And, you know, Zaleski, sure, does he have some takedown defense, but he's also given up takedowns to people you wouldn't expect him to. Like Abu, Kar, Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov got him down once. Um, you know, Benoit Saint-Denis is a name we really respect around these parts, but not on short notice as a welterweight. And yet he still got two takedowns in a a 15-minute fight. Um, in a 15-minute fight where he was not himself for like 11 of those minutes. So, yeah, yeah like I, I think the striking of Zaleski Dos Santos is good, but I don't think he defends enough of the takedowns here. And I think Fakradinov's, you know, sort of striking defense is just good enough that's going to get him by till he gets to those takedowns. Yeah, Fakradinov basically doesn't get hit in fights um yeah. he's got a super i think it's less than a strike a minute i think if i remember correctly when i was looking up these stats for him so yeah and obviously as gumby said the wrestling is uh, is always in his back pocket and uh could could and probably will be on full display here so fuck is my pick as well all right uh going to bantamweights daniel marcos versus victor hugo who we uh, discussed off the top of the show hugo striker is a nickname He's 24 and four, eight knockouts, nine submissions. So he's not really a striker. Uh, been knocked out twice, submitted once. Short notice, UFC debut. So if I should have a red light installed here, that, that will be flashing and going off right now. But yeah, warning, warning, danger, danger on that. Um, one and one contender series. Uh, we were not impressed with his performance, as um, GSP would say. He's won 13 straight fights, four straight via finish. He's not lost a fight since March of 2014. So he himself is on quite a good run. Uh, he has fought it pretty much every weight class under the sun featherweight lightweight welterweight so he's uh, been up all the way up to welterweight 2011 pro mma debut just making his 12 years in just making his ufc debut now two inches reach on marcos uh he outstruck his contender series opponent by 0.14 strikes a minute based, based off that what fight he has better grappling stats than marcos so we're talking small sample size the smallest plus 200 marcos Sankora is a nickname have we discussed this do we know what that means because i don't if you say it backwards, it's Corazon, uh, which is my, <laughs> means means my heart. Uh, okay. And and, uh, and so, like, if you say it repeatedly, it sounds like you're talking about his heart. And I also think it has something to do with where he's from. He told right. me about it one time. I, I interviewed Daniel Marcos uh, using a, a translator, and also yeah. uh, Boston Strong Charles Rosa set up his camera for him before we did the interview. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! Fantastic! All right, uh, Marcos, fifteen and zero, eight knockouts. 2-0 in the UFC, 1-0 contender series, regional champion, better striking stats than Hugo, four times more active than strikes, but Hugo only had that one fight. Uh, Marcos has 
outstruck his UFC and contender series opponents by 1.18 strikes a minute, minus 240. Marcos obviously is the pick. Very uh, he he has he has looked impressive over what we've seen him over the past three fights. Hugo not not as impressive. Plus we got the whole short notice debut nonsense adding to things here. So this is probably a pretty good line actually. Uh, all things considered for Marcos, he's the pick. Yeah, I think the only reason it's probably as close as it was is because some people didn't think he beat Davy Grant. Um, and, and to be fair, I, I think there's a real argument for Davy Grant yeah. having won that fight too. Um, but look, he, he's like very elusive on the feed. He's got good pressure. He's sharp. Hugo is just kind of, I, I think what I didn't like about him on there is just that like he throws everything with bad intention and often like, it, it's not just like every time he's in range, he throws something with bad intention and sometimes telegraphs it. It's just like, sometimes he's not even close to throw those things. Um, he dives for big submissions and yeah, he's gotten a few of them, but like, also, that could just put him in a bad spot against somebody who's, you know, technically sound like Daniel Marcos. I think Daniel Marcos dances around him, rips his leg absolutely to shreds, especially because he sits down on his legs when he throws. That's bad news against Daniel Marcos. Daniel Marcos is going to eat that for lunch. So give me Daniel Marcos just kind of by like tons of outpointing him. There you go. So that's a prop bet. Tons, tons of outpointing him, right? Yeah, yeah. See if you can find that. Uh, tons of outpointing. <laughs> All right. All right, we'll see what the number is on that. Um, all right, the main event of the prelims is a 165-pound fight. So we're doing catch weights. Alves, Alves Brenner. It's really Alves. I picture him like uh, a whole bunch of Alves in like a trench coat um, standing on top of each other. That, that's who Alves Brenner is. You too? Is that what you picture as well? Yeah, that's what I pictured. I mostly pictured yeah, that I, I needed to get this little like scrolly banner on the bottom look better. Uh, and that, now it is. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, Brenner versus... Kai, uh, I can't even say his first name, Dan. Kanan. Kainan. Kinan. Is, uh, Krush- I, I called him Shishovsky, I remember, on Contender Series, but it's Krushowski, right? Krushowski. Yeah. Krushowski. Kanan Krushowski. And that they are both uh, Brazilians. All right. Krushowski. Bahia is the nickname. B-A-H-I-A. Do we know anything about that? Isn't that a, a faith? Isn't that a, a religion? I think you're right. Yes. Yes. So. All right. I don't know. If, um, I don't know if that's something we'll go that with you, that anyway. you would get as a nickname. But. <laughs> Maybe it's not. We'll, we'll we'll go with it anyhow. Um. Oh, I I know what you're thinking of, but I don't think that's the same. Yeah. There is a there is a faith like that, but I don't think it's spelled this way. But anyhow, okay. <laughs> we're gonna call him Double K. We're gonna call him Coach K. All right. Coach K is 15 and one, four knockouts, nine submissions. He's been knocked out once. Short notice. UFC debut. Warning. Warning. Danger. Danger. Four straight wins. All via finish. He's not lost a fight since April of 2019. One no contender series, as we mentioned on the top of the show. Regional champion, 2013 Pro MMA debut. Two inches of height, one inch reach on Brenner, plus 142. So we got a lot of veterans who are making their UFC debuts here. Fighters who have been around for more than a decade. Uh, Brenner, 15-3, two knockouts, 11 submissions. Never been finished in a fight. He owes his rounds. 2-0 in the UFC, 4-0 <laughs> over his last four. That gets you every time. Any every time it makes him giggle. It's just the four no. sentence. <laughs> it is. Uh, he won his last at via TKO as Gumby's children get brutally murdered upstairs. I think. Is that what I heard? Is there, yeah, is there yeah. a crime scene? Dino- dinosaur. Dinosaur. Dinosaur again. Dinosaur death. Um, Brenner has not lost a fight since October of 2020. Regional champion, three inches of reach over Coach K. A uh, year younger. He has been outstruck. Uh, Brenner has over his two fights in the UFC by 0.74 strikes a minute. Six years younger than his opponent here, minus 162. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm taking the favorite. I'll take Elvis Brenner. I, I think for me, the most important part of this is that 
Shrewski, when he fought on Contender Series, really needed Dylan Mantello to tire out, right? Like, at, at, as the fight went on, he picked up more and more momentum with his pressure, with his striking and stuff like that. Mantello didn't look phenomenal the whole time, but he did look, you know, like, good early on and, like, landed some things early on. And then as the fight went on, he looked worse and worse and worse, and he tired out. Brenner doesn't tire out. He's a shoot the box guy. He's going to be in your face the whole time. I think his striking is crisper. I think he, uh, I think you're going to see him actually turn up the pressure on, on Krzyzewski. So yeah, like uh, lots of reasons here to like Brenner. The short notice piece is probably the clincher. So yeah, I'll take Brenner. Yeah. Brenner's a pick. I love the uh, line we're getting here as well. So um, book it. That's a good pick here. All right. That's is our prelims. Let me recap and then, We'll set the stage for tomorrow's episode. Brenner, we are both in on. Marcos Fakhradinov, Bukaskis. Uh, Gumby likes Angela Hill. I like Denise Gomes. Both have Moira. I like Fernandez. He likes Dia Casey, correct? That's right. All right, we better wrap up before the dinosaur finds the basement door, Gumby, and then <laughs> we're in trouble. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. We got the main card still to break down for you. Episode 445. Uh, in the meantime, and in between time, and at all times, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord is the place to be. We'll, we shall be there. You can also reach out to us on our YouTube channel, MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to that. Uh, Twitter, SGPN MMA. Uh, Gumby runs that. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer on that. And on Instagram, I got my Substack, moneymma.substack.com. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Enter my free pick'em contest. It's up and running this week for the UFC Fight Night. You get prizes for free if you win. Uh, Gumby, Top Turtle MMA Podcast. We told you Modeskis Bukoskis is on it. Who else is on it? You have two other top-notch guests, I believe. Yeah, Kaibo Ohio and Vince Pichel. Fantastic. Um, what else? What else do we have to tell you? Oh, of course, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's the place to go for all good things in the sports gambling world and sportsgambling.com slash Patreon. We'll be back tomorrow. It will be Overkill, Jeff Fox, and Rhonda. Freeland will be beside me as per usual. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.